Today on the Political Theory of Everything, we will be giving you your daily dose of news for today's date, Monday, June 28th. To start off our articles today, we have one from CNN and the title of this one, Condo Owners in Surfside Building Were Facing a s- uh, we're facing assessments for $15 million worth of repairs. This is in reference to the Miami uh, high-rise that collapsed. And so the article reports, condo owners in the South Florida tower that collapsed last week were facing assessments for millions of dollars worth of repairs with payments set to begin a week after the building's deadly fall. The, Cham- the Champlain, Champlain uh, Tower South Condo Association Uh, approved a $15 million assessment in April to complete repairs acquired under the county's 40-year recertification process, according to documents obtained by CNN. The documents showed that more than two years had passed after association members received a report about, quote, major structural damage, end quote, in the building before they started the assessment process to pay for necessary repairs, which we talked about last episode. So, the owners would have to pay assessment Assessments ranging from $80,190 for one-bedroom units to $336,135 for the owner of the building's four-bedroom penthouse, a document sent to the building's residents said. The deadline to pay upfront or choose paying a monthly fee lasting 15 years was July 1st. So uh, it goes through for the rest of the article talking about all the, basically the costs for repairs, but, but this even more so than, you know, oh, this structural damage exists. Now it shows that not only did they know the structural damage existed, they knew for two years, and they had the ability to pay for it for two years, or the ability to know that they should be paying for it for two years. Two years to start. And nothing was done until uh, what would be next week, or the week after the fall. And so it's uh, very disheartening to see that. Uh, and I'm sure there will be some sort of regulations and laws to come out after this. Meaning, just like, if you do get one of these repair notices, you have to do it within a allotted time. Things like that. And so, um, lots of articles coming out about this uh, fall. And we'll try to, like we did, we, we did today, just keep you updated on all the things that come out. Because a lot of things are going to be coming out. If you wish to read the entire article, it obviously, as I said, is from CNN. And it just goes through all the pricings and all the scrutiny that they are under right now for not repairing it, even though they had the ability to. So just once again, still over 100 people missing. Last time uh, the numbers were updated, at least publicly, uh, the condo collapsed in the in uh, Miami, Florida, and or the condo the high-rise condos and they had the knowledge that there were lots of structural damage to it and they refused to fix it or not refused to they refused to fix it as quickly as normal and the tower ends up collapsing a week before they plan on starting repairs that's basically all the knowledge we have right now so moving on to our next article second article for today comes from Fox News It's titled, Gwen Berry, Flag Snubbing U.S. Track and Field Star, Defended by the White House. Uh, So this Monday, 
Fox News had a chance to ask White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki um, what the presidency had to say on uh, Ms. Berry's actions at the Olympics. And the response was that uh, they believed she was peacefully protesting the moments that America hasn't lived up to our highest ideals. And, you know, this is really just another in a long line of the Democratic Party and the Biden presidency putting America last. Um, they should really be more concerned with strengthening the United States and making it a more unified nation instead of advertising and allowing for this sort of disrespect on the national stage. Like, all other politics aside, when we go to the Olympics, we're presenting our nation in front of the world. We need to be unified and proud of that presentation. Just like with your own family, right? You don't bring your interfamily quarrels to a dinner with friends, right? And that's not just saving face, that's, you know, out of respect for your family and also for those who are there. Right? We need to show that our nation is strong and whole, even though we do have our problems here, our civil problems. We're going to work it out as Americans, and the rest of the world is not part of that. Yep, so the Olympics will be starting on July 23rd uh, this year, and they will end on August 8th. And they will be in Tokyo, and the majority of Americans apparently uh, wish for America to remain in the Tokyo Olympics. I know that there is a lot of pushback, at least from some people, about participating in these Olympics, but it seems as though everything will go ahead, um, and America will be fully participating in the Olympics. So we will now move on to our next article from CBS, and the title of this one, Supreme Court Turns Away Transgender Bathroom Dispute and Win for Student Gavin Grimm. So the Supreme Court on Monday declined to take up a years-long legal battle over a Virginia school board's policy prohibiting transgender students from using the restroom and locker room facilities that reflect their gender identity. In an unassigned order, the court denied the request from the Gloucester uh, Gloucester uh, County School Board uh, to review a lower court ruling that struck down its policy leaving the deci decision in favor of transgender student Gavin Grimm intact. Justices Clarence, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito said they would have heard the case. So Grimm first challenged the school board's policy in 2015 when he was a student at Gloucester High School which prohibited any student quote, with gender identity issues, end quote, from using the restrooms consistent with their gender identity. The policy, he argued, discriminated against him on the basis of sex and transgender status in violation of Title IX and the Constitution. Um, basically, there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, all across the country with transgenders or the LGBTQ community using others, other restrooms than their own biological gender. And so... A, a big thing was in Loudoun, uh, as you saw the teacher who got w now reinstated, but got removed for a bit by uh, after speaking out against this. And in Loudoun County in Virginia, 
students are allowed to go into the other's bathrooms, other uh, opposite genders' bathrooms, uh, locker rooms, all that, just after saying, I am transgender, without having to prove it at all. And so they could just say, oh, I'm a male today, and then go into the male bathroom, and then the next day they think, ah, I'm a female, and go in, and the teacher is not allowed to question them. And that went for overnight trips as well. So males and females could sleep with each other, or be in the same room, I should say, on overnight trips. So that got a lot of pushback in the schools, and uh, a lot of people started speaking out at the board meetings, and Loudoun County has basically just become like the front page for news in a lot of situations, but once again, here's another issue with that coming up, and the should we allow people who identify with the other gender to just walk into another bathroom? and. The real question here is, does this extend to teachers? Meaning, it's a locker room for a middle school, and the girls are changing, or the guys are changing, and one of the guy teachers decides he's a female and walks into the girls' locker room, or one of the girls' teachers decides she's a male and walks into the guys' locker room. Is there anything that can stop it? Because once you open it up to students, you pretty much have to open it up to teachers. And if you don't open it up to teachers, then you have to admit that it's something that's fake and that forces you to then take it away from the students you know it doesn't you can't have it only one way so we will see how this works out not just with students but with teachers and we'll try to keep you updated on that really interesting and concerning stuff with transgenderism and actually our final article today is related this one comes from the daily wire and it is titled Leftists Outraged After Popular British Influencer Comes Out as Transracial Korean. Uh, the influencer in question uh, was named Ollie London, and he's British born. Uh, he's mostly famous for being an Instagram influencer with more than 300,000 followers. Uh, and beginning on the 26th of June, he began his 18 plastic surgeries to become Korean, or to resemble a Korean. And uh, in particular, he tried to make himself look like the BTS singer. That's a K-pop band, for those of you who aren't familiar. Uh, but this particular singer is named Park Ji-min. And uh, in, his, in one of his videos, Ollie London said, quote, Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned. And this is what he posted Monday to Twitter, uh, commenting that he identifies as Korean. It's his culture and his home country. Uh, and now he says that's exactly how he looks. He's also claimed to be trapped in the wrong body for eight years. And he was anticipating some blowback from uh, the left. And he, he says he's now preferring to go by Jimin, but London... Uh, has said he supports the LGBTQ I plus K slash J community and he believes everyone should be able to be who they want. However, uh, a bunch of leftists are coming out and attacking him. Uh, although they commend him for choosing to be non-binary, they're quite uh, unsettled by his transracial choice, claiming that it's not just something that you can choose to be. You can't just change um, 
ethnicities. And he found this quite surprising. And he thought that all these woke people would use his coming out to, you know, sort of rally with him and support him. But instead he finds that they are bullying, degrading, and dehumanizing him. He said this is coming from the LG, uh, LGBT community, which he found surprising. And while they've been bashing him for his transracial choice, he's come back at them arguing that it's no different than uh, changing your gender or having a gender identity. He has a racial identity, and he says, this is my choice, my decision. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, that's where I wonder where they're going to draw the line with all those like self-identification things. Because like, what if it comes to the point where, I mean... You could take it in not so serious ways and serious ways. One way, one less serious way would be I want to drive a car and I'm 15 years old so I identify as 16. You know, it's like a lesser lesser version of it. But now what happens if you're a 40-year-old man and you want to have a relationship with a 15-year-old? Why couldn't you just identify as a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old the same age? Because... I mean, like we were saying with Loudoun County, is you don't even have to prove that you're a transgender. You can just say, without making any changes to yourself, that you are the opposite gender. In our case, that we are females. Without doing anything to our bodies, we are able to do that. So how come you can't just do the same thing with age? Because it's something that you're not, in that, especially without changing it, it's something that you're not. So it's just, I don't understand how, I mean, how they can draw the line with it. I mean, once you open the doors, the, it's going to start flooding in. That's where you see California is lessening things against, like, pedophiles and stuff. But, I mean, I just wonder how far this identification idea will go. Yeah. And, like, really, uh, not necessarily just how far it can go, but what what is the difference, right? If you're saying that biological sex does not determine your gender, right? If you're arguing that it is a choice that decides your decides a physical trait, why can't you alter other physical traits by choice, right? Why can't you choose to become, again, a different race? Yeah. Like, wh what really is the difference between ethnicity and gender in this case? So, we'll see how the left handles... This case, how it goes, really quite interested to see what they make of this and how this plays into the whole gender and identity politics as we move forward. Yep, but that's all we have for you today in your Daily Dose of News. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday and a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining us.